Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. As you know, we're talking about untold stories of leadership transformation, and my definition of leadership is transformed people, transform people. And I'll tell you, there is not one person in my life that has transformed more than the person that I'm gonna interview today, and his name is Sean Chido. And he's the COO now of all of my companies, which is our uh, salons and all of our schools. We have seven total so far. And it's so amazing to me because I remember when I first met Sean, <laughs> and I remember he was in core, and this is in our Paul Mitchell schools, so this is the very beginning of our Paul Mitchell schools, and he would come up to me and say, I'm going to work for you someday, and I would just be like, okay, who is this kid? You know, he seems nice, and, and all, he just kept uh, reappearing and reappearing, and, and Sean, when you were there, um, to be honest with you, I didn't know if I could trust you, and, and you... Um, just you proved over and over and over again. And then I remember you said, I want to work here. I don't want to do hair. Tell me about that, Sean. Uh, tell the listeners about that because why didn't you want to do hair? When I first met you back in core, you, you came in and for those of you that don't know Tina, she has a larger than life personality. <laughs> she, she comes in the room and it's, it's contagious and there was something there that, I didn't know how, I didn't know when, I didn't know, speaking of transform, that this is where my life was going to transform into, but I just knew that there was something about her that I wanted to be around, that I wanted to connect with, because I believe that somehow, some way, we could add value to each other, and I didn't know what it was going to be at the time, but, you know, she taught she taught a class, um, The Seven Tips to Success, which is now her Be Amazing book, and when I sat in that class, it was like, for the first time... She was like speaking into me like I heard things that just made sense. And at that time in my life, I needed it. So it's almost like I felt that she was adding value and giving to me that somehow, some way I needed to do that for her, which is why literally I stalked her to work for her. Wow. You know, that's so crazy because I remember when my husband, he had picked up your essay of why you came to school and he read that essay and he said, Tina, anyone that could go through all of this and did you know that he was the director of the Home Depot? And I said, no, I had no idea. And he said, that's your next operations leader. He said, that's your next director. And so we sat down and we talked to you. Do you remember that day when we talked to you in that room? And, yep. and it was it was so amazing because I remember looking at you and thinking, wow, how could somebody go through as much as you went through and still come out on top? And that's exactly why I wrote this book, because I wanted to show that no matter what adversity you go through, that you can be an advocate and you can come out better than you were before. And I really believe that about you. And that's why I wrote this book, Be Amazing. And, and one of the steps was uh, you were valuable. So, you know, really understanding your value. And I want to read out of the book 
what Sean said, and it's um, it's in the book, um, Be Amazing, You Are Valuable, You're a Winner. And I asked the question, what will give you the confidence you need to reach your purpose? And um, I, this is what it says directly from the book. Earlier, you met Sean Chidal, the operations director of three Paul Mitchell schools. Well, we have four now. Sean understands his value now, but that wasn't always the case. And this is quote unquote from Sean. I do not feel that I, I did not feel that I had any value. I remember when my uncle stood over me when I was eight years old and told me I'd never amount to anything and I was no better than an aunt. Now that drives me forward every single day. Tina said to develop a healthy self image. I never had the opportunity to do that until I met someone who finally believed in me. Dealing with molestation and being gay at an early age of growing up, I never felt I was given the opportunity to have a healthy relationship with myself. I never saw myself as anything good, even though I had my own house at 20 a great job, traveled, and lived the high life. I was still not having a healthy balance. I was out all night, every night drowning out the past. I was choosing to be a victim and not a survivor. I had to develop self-confidence and balance in my life. All are things I did not know until I sat through Tina's success class. Now I use my story to help others. I remember, Sean, the first day you told your story, and I used to bring you in as a student during my success class, like you inspired me so much. I mean, how could somebody go through what you went through and still be okay and be better than okay? I mean, here you are running seven plus companies. You and I are partnered in another company together. We have a coaching salon business. How did you do it? Like what specific things did you need to do to get yourself set in this direction? I think the first and foremost thing was I needed to be open and honest and come to terms with myself. I needed to take those hard looks on the inside that a lot of us don't want to. I spent a lot of time running from from looking in that. And to be honest, when I did <clears throat> sit back and look into it, it was kind of blank. It was almost painted for me. I was I was living the victim lifestyle. I was living by what I've been called or what has been said to me or the decisions or choices that I was making and I didn't really know my value or my place or who I was or where I even wanted to go until you know you sat down and said what are your dreams I didn't really have any at that point like I was I was you know unfortunately like a lot of people I went through the motions of life and figured this is what you do and you come to work you do your job you get a paycheck and otherwise life sucks like that's just where I was at and it wasn't until you know we had that conversation with you and Brian and it was like okay so it's it, it's almost like I found a purpose like okay like I knew the schools changed my life because you impacted me and now you're giving me the opportunity and you and Brian are believing in me like this is awesome and it's like I I just ran with it like I had a I had a purpose and at that time the purpose was I loved what we can do in this industry I love this industry and the fact that we have the ability to touch and impact the future of this industry we're you know at the Paul Mitchell schools we're teaching not just how to cut hair and color hair and style hair but We literally are in the business of changing their lives for the better. I mean, as you can see, my story is a perfect example. I would not be where I am if it wasn't for Tina and and Paul Mitchell, the schools, and and Wynn. I 
probably on the path I was on, I would not even be alive at this point. So for that, I'm always forever going to be grateful and and feel the need to give back more to the schools and more to this industry and being able to look at in 20 years the changes for the positive that this industry is going to have and to know that I had a little part to do in that with with our future professionals is is just awesome. <laughs> he says he's saying a little part. It's a huge part because Brian and I we know for a fact we would not be where we are today, and it's just crazy amazing to see what belief in somebody can bring out. Because I believe that everybody has a strong purpose, every single person, and to watch you live out that purpose and become who you are today. I mean, every single one of our staff looks up to Sean, every single one of them, and they want to be Sean. And they always say to me, well, how do I get your job? Yeah. <laughs> they say, how can I have Sean's job? And I think it's so funny because when I when I look back and see the transformation that you went through, because I know it wasn't easy. You, you had some hard times, just even last year. Adversity is always going to hit. It never stops. Last year, you lost a very good, dear friend, and it set you back for a moment. How did you get through that time? And I remember uh, just sitting with you and, and saying, are you doing okay You know when you lost him? And, and tell me how you got through that process. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to touch base on something mm -hmm. that you, you mentioned before. Um, I was listening to this this morning that they said it's four great things that mentors do. And one of them is that they set high standards and people rise to the level of a challenge that we give them. The next one is insurance, which is belief in them. Mm. And I thought like that just hit. Like I heard that message this morning. Mm -hmm. You're bringing up belief again. Mm -hmm. You know, never underestimate the power of belief in the people you are called to lead. People rise to the level of encouragement. And I think that that's what you've been when I didn't have a cheerleader or able to cheer for myself. You were there in the corner. And I think that that's pivotal to the success that we have that we have right now. Um, and then just the other ones were give direction, help people through the process, and then support. No matter what happens, always remind them that they've got your back. And I think that that's what you've done as as a mentor. And if you don't have a mentor in your life, I encourage you to find one because it literally will be life-changing. Uh, but to talk about the adversity mm. that I went through last year, um, it was a very difficult situation, I would say. Probably one of the hardest things that I've had to, I don't want to say overcome or figure out. I had to figure out my new normal. Uh, when mm. something impacts your life that hard and it's earth shattering and things aren't the way that they used to be and things shift and things change and it is extremely important that you keep the right people around you. I can't express that enough because mm -hmm. if I didn't have the support system or the belief system that I had at that point, I'm, I'm not sure what that would have ultimately looked like, but to have the people by my side that were by my side and, you know, to have a team that I get the privilege to lead that on, on the anniversary of, of the passing to have them reach out to me was just incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. I love that, John, because you, you said belief and I want to go back to that too, because 
how did you borrow that belief? Because I know for me, I had to, for many years, I had to borrow the belief from Wynn Claybaugh, the dean of Paul Mitchell School, saying, hey, um, you're a great motivational speaker. I just borrowed that belief, right? So how did you truly borrow that belief so you could start that transformation? Because it doesn't just come. What clicked in your mind to say, wow, I believe what Tina and Brian are saying. How did you borrow that from us? Well, I think like it's been said, you have to fake it till you make it. And there's still days that I fake it when it, when it comes to, to belief. Mm-hmm. And I think once you're honest with, with yourself and your purpose and your vision and your why, and you, you do that soul searching, um, and you find out, you know, that you're a good human, you're a good person and mistakes or challenges that you've had in your life do not define you. They do not define you for who you are meant to be or what tomorrow, like what tomorrow is going to be like, what happens today happens today. And, and I think a lot of times I was holding back to my past and it was letting my past define my future. And when that shifted, everything changed. Mm -hmm. And, and so your whole life, you've had to figure out your new normal. I mean, we all do, don't we? Because we all go through adversity because guess what? It's a new day. Adversity's coming. It's on its way. If it's not here today, it's on the way tomorrow. It just happens. So it's always clinching in that new normal. Talk us through that process. Someone is going through a struggle right now and they can't find their new normal. I mean, we're in the age, Sean, of just so much anxiety, so much depression out there. People just giving up. They quit uh, before they finish something, you know. Um, Talk about that. Like, how did you figure out your new normal? What specific things have you had to do to get there? I think the the very first thing and and I'm I'm thankful for you because you were the person that encouraged this to happen but I actually went and seeked help and I mm-hmm. still to this I still to this day still see a therapist on a regular mm-hmm. basis because it and I will say this about therapy so if you're having a, a thing about about therapy I, mm-hmm. I'm a planner and I like things um to like go a certain like I just think things overthinking things and it's interesting when you have that neutral person in your life that I would I could walk into her office and I'm like I have nothing to talk about today I don't know what I'm and then an hour's gone like you like so if you're ever like I'm nervous about Mm -hmm. therapy I encourage you for whatever reason that you have in your life to really try it because that has been a huge turning point for me, not only with this adversity, but working through 36 years of other adversities. So mm-hmm. things that I can't even remember or I pushed way back there or this, like, she's really helped push me, push me through that. So that is, that is the first thing. If, if, you, if you're at a bad place or a dark place or a confused place, I really encourage you to reach out and um, talk to somebody. There is an app, and forgive me, I can't think of the name, but it's like $49 a month, and it's like on-demand therapy, like you FaceTime with them. So that that is an option as well for you. Um, That's amazing. We can put that in the show notes, too, when you find that as well, too. And, and Sean, I love that because I believe we all need somebody to talk to because we need somebody to awaken 
us up. And even for me, I'll journal and I'll ask myself deep questions and start journaling out those questions. And a coach will bring out those deep questions that's like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. It's like, yeah, like wake us up. So that's what I feel like you just been woken up to find that new normal and talk through that process, why that's so important. Well, I think um, as the world evolves, we evolve and change is inevitable. It's going to happen every day. And you need to be conscious of your ability to move forward as well. And I think sometimes we get so stuck or overwhelmed or we have a, a vision of how this is supposed to go. And that, in reality, that's really not what it is. As, as the world changes, we have to change with it. And you can't, you, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. And every single day, we're striving to be better than we were today. But we can't do that if we stay where we are today. Yeah. And something else I love about you, I love... Um, I love what you're saying about your ability to move forward because I feel like you never get stuck. Whenever we have a project going on, you're a finisher. And I always talk about a great leader is a great finisher. You always finish what you start. And it's so amazing to me that you have become that person. But how have you specifically been a finisher? How do you get through with, I'm speaking on right now, perseverance. You're such a perseverant person. How do you break through that? What do you do? I think a lot of it goes, you know, and I've said this a couple times today, but you have to know who you are and you have to define your values and define what's important to you and and what do you want, you know, and your legacy to be or at your funeral what you know what are those words you want people to say about you and something that is always huge on me is character and integrity I think those are two of the biggest qualities that somebody can have and it is something that I personally live by and if we commit to finishing something or we commit to a project or we promise something Part of your character and integrity is to go through with what you say. So I will always be pushing. Mm -hmm. I love that you're saying that because I've been talking about leadership as a representation of an iceberg and that 10% above the water represents our doing and but the 90% rep represents our being, which is their character and integrity. And I know for a fact, John, you're a John Maxwell coach now too. And but what's really cool is you spend so much time growing yourself now since you became a John Maxwell coach. What clicked in your mind to be able to really invest in your own personal growth? And therapy, I know, is part of it. What else do you do to grow yourself? Well, obviously, we, we definitely we host our masterminds, and I think that that's, that's huge. Um, we get salon, um, salon leaders, managers together for industry um, icons that share their knowledge. And I think looking at balance, and we talk about how important balance is, and when you look at a balance wheel, there's always going to be those areas that if they're off, you're off. And one of those areas for me is intellectual. I have to constantly be focusing on the need for information, the need for growth. And I wasn't always like that at all. Like you said, it wasn't until it really clicked with 
the John Maxwell team and you take a look at what's around you and who you surround yourself with and you know people that are going places are growing <laughs> and I want to be a person that's going to go mm-hmm. places I, I don't ever want to become okay with okay I always want to be striving to to be the best and and have the best schools with the best education and the best salons with the highest commission. These, these are things that are important to me. And in order for us to bring our team there, we have to continue to grow and develop our lids. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's when we have that lid conversation, like your team can only come up to your lid. Well, I don't ever want to be that person that prevents our team or our businesses from growing. So I will continue to always develop myself. And and as that's happened, the team sees that. And the team wants to make the shift. And they want to rise up there. So it's like a snowball effect. And, you know, it starts at the top. You know, I love that you're talking lid because it's a term we use for our leadership lid. You know, so if you're at an 8 right now, how do you get to that 10? And it's, you know, just really investing in yourself. And I think it goes back to that belief, too. And what's really neat is because of the belief I had in you and you believe back in me and now you believe in your people. So you really became what we like to call my very first follower, the one that just invested in me, always made me look good. We've always said your number one job is to make your boss look good, even when I wasn't good, okay? <laughs> even when I wasn't good and you still would make me look good and you would still invest in me and you would still invest in our people. What what made you do that? Because there's some people listening to this call right now that they hate their boss. They don't believe in them. They think their boss is mean. Uh, maybe think that it was just like I used to be. I like to call old Tina, right? And so how did you stay true to that? What did you do? I think when when we look at believing in somebody you you have to take the good the bad the ugly you have to take it all together you can't you can't pick and choose when when you want to believe in that person or because then you just don't believe in them it's it's like an all or nothing thing like people make mistakes and and you have to be able to overlook them now if it's a continual mistake that's 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 a topic for a different conversation but as people are growing and developing and especially in leadership there's so many things that can that can question belief but you you have to either be 100% behind it or mm. or not it's you know and i knew in the in the beginning that i was 100% in ooh so i love that you said because I love Kelly Cardenas's quote is commitment eliminates options because you were 100% in and said, I don't have any other option. I'm going to go, I'm going to be all in and tell, tell the listeners because you have led me very well because we always talk about how to lead your leader, how to tell them when they suck. Like what advice would you give them to tell how to tell their leader when they suck at their job? Right? So you're just leading them. And you were always been so kind. And I know how you've done it because you've been so kind and just serving me. Um, what did you do? What clin- clinched in your mind to say, this is what I'm going to do? I always have the best interest 
of our future professionals, the company, the, the vision, the mission, and the end result. That's always first and foremost. And when your bosses suck, and they do, and if any boss tells you they don't suck, there's an opportunity for you to tell them they suck. There you go. <laughs> you have to know your boss. Mm. Get to know your boss. Because then you find out ways to politely correct them when they suck without having those real hard conversations. It becomes almost, uh, it's an easy transition. If, if we went into a coaching together and it, mm, we probably could have done something different, this is a great opportunity to say, you know what, Tina, I have a different vision for you. Let me take this on. And and we know where to balance Tina's strengths versus my strengths and, and what that looks like. But that wouldn't have happened if I didn't get to know my leader. I love that. I, that that hits so, so much about knowing your leader because give them some ideas, some real practical ideas of how they can get to know their leader. I know what you did with me, but tell them what, what you think they should do to get to know them. Ask for time. And I'm, and I'm not saying ask for hours, days. Ask for 15 minutes. And in those 15 minutes, make them powerful. Show them that you come prepared. Have questions ahead of time. Don't ask for time and then waste their time. You can get a lot done in 15-minute meetings if you have your questions prepared and you know what you want to ask. And, and really, you know, think hard about what what those questions would look like and most importantly ask for feedback your your leaders want to have that safety to give you feedback but they might not always know if the safety is there and this is a great way through questions to start to build that safety and have feedback given i love that john because that's exactly everything that you've done i'm just smiling from ear to ear if you could see me right now you would see the smiles and i love that you said ask for feedback and there's there's uh, salon owners, there's business owners listening right now, and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I want to shine in my life. And, and in fact, I, I tease, but I think I will someday, is write my next B-series book would be Be a Sean. <laughs> and Sean would have to write it, okay. But, uh, but how do business owners find a Sean in their life? Because I know, I was just talking to a business owner today, I was coaching her, and she says, how do I find a shot? <laughs> so how do they find a shot? How do they find you? <laughs> They're out there. They're out there. And it's probably that person that has their nose to the grindstone, quiet, in the corner, um, does, does a solid job, but needs that belief, needs that, that push needs that goes back to questions needs that question you know and i think when you when you connect with your people is when things change i definitely grew up in the era of a manager i guess you could say versus a leader and i managed people and processes and i didn't know the team and you know this is how we did things back then you know, and looking at the shift now, 
I'm well aware of my team's strengths and who to lean into for for what. So I guess that's kind of my my question as as you're looking for a Sean, as Tina says, do you know your mm-hmm. team's strengths? Do you know who you would go to for this project? And or are we consistently going to the same person because we know that they'll get results? And I think that that's one of the challenges. You know, and we talk a lot about it in our company, like leaders made here. We want to want to build a bench three deep, you know, and that's how you're going to find that, Sean. And maybe he's not there yet, but maybe you'll be able to develop him. We've had so much fun doing that as well, too, Sean, find, building that bench and doing the course leaders made here as well, too. And I think it just takes it back to, as we end this podcast out, but belief. It goes back to belief is really understanding your value, first of all, as a leader so that you can lend that to belief to somebody else. But there's no way you're going to be able to believe in somebody until you first can believe in yourself, at least halfway, at least 50 percent, right? Meet halfway and you give out that belief. And I think that's where you're going to get the transformation because transformed people transform people. And who doesn't want to be a part of a company that's constantly renewing and transforming? I know I tell everybody I'm going to be renewing and transforming till the day I die. I tell my staff, if I'm not transforming, take me out back and just shoot me and put me out of my misery, right? And so how will you, as we end this out, what are the things that you're going to do and continue to do to continue to transform, Sean, so that you can be that transformational leader? I think it starts with making sure that I never lose sight of who I am and, you know, look at where I'm at in the moment and look at what's been accomplished and look at my team who who wants us to believe in them so much and and they want to spend time with us. And I think as we spend time with our team and we believe in them and we push them and we challenge them through that process, we ourselves grow. Amen. I couldn't have said it better. So as you all know, he's not for sale. He's not coming to work in your company. So So don't get too excited. But I wanted to make sure, Sean, that you were the very first interview that I did because you're one of the biggest reasons that my husband and I and our entire family, including my daughter, because we're partners now too, of course, in business and you're running our salons. And he always says that Brianna's just like I am as well too. (laughs) But there's no way we would be where we are without you so i just want to personally thank you on this podcast as well too so so we love you and thank you for being a part of us absolutely thank you for inviting me on the journey all right thanks everyone thanks for listening and don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to give it a rating and subscribe see you next time